This is episode 93 of Seti Bimco, and this is episode 43 of Seti Bimco Part 2 The Revenge. This week we're going to watch 1978's Mardi Gras Massacre, continuing our little and John, or no, Jack Weiss. Jack Weiss. Weiss? Marathon? I'm going to say Jack Weiss. Yeah. Could be Jack Weiss. Could be. Well, say it with a Cajun accent because clearly this guy is from New Orleans. Yeah. Jack Weiss. We got things Jack to Weiss. say about it. Is it one of those Jack Weiss movies? Mardi Gras Massacre? How's that? Yeah, it's good. We're going to need that. I'm good. I'm good at accents. But this week, also, we're going to answer the age-old question, George. Age-old question. (laughs) Did Pete Best. Pete Best. Pete Best. (gasps) The 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 original drummer for the Beatles, everybody. Did he ever get revenge on his brothers, who, at the big Guy Fox turkey feast, would always ask him, can you Uh handle the drumsticks? Uh. It's Seti Bimco Part 2 The Revenge The show where we create revenge sequels That nobody wanted Seti Bimco Part 2 The Revenge We're going to talk about that movie we talked about and we also Everyone's going to talk a little bit about Pete Best because I have a question. Okay, I'm going to pick a wild. He doesn't card want to question. seek revenge on the other Beatles for kicking him out and replacing Ringo Starr. He wants to just seek revenge on his brothers. Yeah. For mocking him with drumsticks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. His, his brothers just pick on. Yeah. Just, what is his brother's name? So like Pete Better and Pete Worse. <laughs> That's not how no. names work, George. You're stupid. No. One's You're dumb, George. Best, 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 and one's best or best. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be better if it's actually their names are like second, like the, the, the second kid, like second best. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what else? What else can we do? That's it. How about numbers? chesty best numbers? Uh, chesty best? I don't, I don't know, know what just, you're talking about. I don't know. I'm just, I, the movie we just watched has made me thinking about bosoms. Maybe Western best. And they're always like, is best, it best Western? Western? Yeah. Oh, no, that's no, good no. one. It's Western yeah. best. How, what about uh, what about Pete Best, but it's spelled like Pete, like the moss that they mined from Scotland? Sure. For yeah, the why not? Birds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why nowhere. Sucks. Cut all up. <laughs> That's why we're good at improv, because at the end of talking about each movie, we pick mm-hmm. a wild card now, and we say, who from this movie would be most likely to do something? And I picked it. What is the number, and what is the, uh, what is the, the improv? 28. Who from this movie would be most likely to bring up Sasquatch during a colonoscopy? <laughs> wow. Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've had other ones before at Sasquatch. Uh, Sasquatch uh, during a bris. Sas- it's, like, it's like you were just going through a list of like most uncomfortable yep. social gatherings possible. Like, what would make this worse than an eight-foot-tall <laughs> monkey man? I regret to inform the listeners yep. that tonight's movie had no Sasquatches in it. Nope. Even though it's nope. down down near the bayou, not in it. Nope. Yeah, this it's one's proper New Orleans. Proper New there. Orleans film. I was just there, and there were so many recognizable areas. It was pretty delightful. Yeah, I thought. I've seen these in other movies. These, these yeah. It, it's very – this movie, it is cool. Like, you know, we've done this before where we do these kind of regional movies – and we always get excited, like, or, you know, even like we say, like in New York film in the 60s, you're like, shit, you don't always get to yeah. see New York at this time period. This is like some real touristy areas of New Orleans, like, 
Yeah. And and it's shocking how little they've changed over the decades. Right. Any, but before we get to the movie, is anything important to say? Or should we get uh, right into it? There's so much uh, to say. Oh, yes. Yeah. Two, yes. two more mice. We thought the mice drama was over. But oh, God. Two more in the last three days. <laughs> this is to remind people, Tim has a no-kill capture policy of mice in his apartment. His his dog, Soul, sits there watching. Doesn't She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> What is the total now that you've caught and released in the nearby park? Twelve. Twelve <laughs> mice. And they don't My, get into food. I don't see open, you know. The only thing they did, there's a label on the Wesson bottle. They they chewed it up. I'll tell you, there's something you haven't figured out yet that is drawing them in there. It's probably uh, dog food. That's a, It's in a can, closed up. But does Soul eat all her food when you give it to her, or does she kind of yeah. leave a little bit? When we saw we had mice, we're like, we're not leaving any food out. Hmm. So. How about the food you leave for that woman you keep captive in your basement? Does she <laughs> eat it all? Get to that either. That's locked up, of course. Okay, locked. all right, all right. Then uh... I will tell you that uh, <laughs> the last mouse I've in the past I've talked about these mice. They all run up a tree. I let yeah. them off. Disturbing. Soul, yes. Knows this. And he's like, ooh, a mouse. I want to chase it. I make sure she doesn't catch it. But uh, uh-huh. this time, oh, I should explain this park I go to. It's not a park with a fence. It's raised up. So it's like it's all the park is five feet off the, the sidewalk. You you know, I don't know. There if is a, it's an embankment. Yeah. And there is a stone wall that circles most of it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm in okay. there. Yeah. Let this mouse go. Uh-huh. Soul is kind of hopping around. She saw it. I didn't see where it was. And she scared it and it ran right off the five foot embankment and plunged to its death, I guess. No, no, I think a mouse would be fine for <laughs> no, that. I think it would be fine. <laughs> there saying. are things that would kill it. And like, for instance, uh, I'm just going to blast you a little bit here. The Tim hawk. lives in the vicinity. There is a hawk there, actually. Don't, don't say uh, where I live. It's probably illegal. I'm not going to say where you live. Yeah. I'm just going to say you live in the vicinity of many famous people. It's pretty fancy. Yeah. Including mm-hmm. uh, is famed actor, actress, rather, or whatever, you know, we don't, we're not a, we're a gender positive podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Rosie Perez. Yep. Um, famous for, let's say, the voluminous power of her lungs. Mm-hmm. Imagine the shrieking that Rosie Perez, famed <laughs> actor, would do if one of those mice that you let loose were, instead of running up a tree, to run up her leg. I will say it's funny. I, I'm not making fun of her but when she would walk her dogs in the park she'd put dark sunglasses and a hat uh-huh. I think. but she starts talking like oh it's rosie i hear it's her. rosie press yeah <laughs> did i ever tell you my <laughs> rosie press story no i'm gonna say this is probably close to 30 years ago uh i'm sitting on the subway just kind of like staring ahead this is before you know we had i guess you could have had headphones and like an, a cd mm-hmm. player but i sure didn't Take and that. There's this woman like just kind of like comes up and stands uncomfortably close to me. And it was like a, it was a somewhat crowded platform. Like, why is this lady standing so close? And I'm kind of like, but she's very small. And I'm just kind of, what, what's going on? And then a few minutes later, not a few minutes later, a few moments later, some guy comes up and starts talking to this woman. And she's like, look, look, please just leave me alone. And I recognized as soon as she spoke, it was famed actor Rosie Perez. And she stood close to me as a way of kind of trying to hide from this creepazoid fan who was following her. Yeah. Yeah. 
She didn't say to you like, hi, Tom, how are you? That's what you're supposed to do. No, so, no. So. Yeah, she didn't. No, I mean, mm-hmm. let's see. This is George 30 years ago. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> little, maybe it might even be longer child. now that I think about it. I am a reedy <laughs> little child. Like just like I had long floofy hair, probably, probably weighed about 150 pounds soaking wet. I wasn't going to be a very good deterrent, but I think she just, no. maybe but the thing is Rosie Perez, most people don't know this. She's only about three foot tall. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing is, like, folks, I was making a joke and Tim didn't even know laugh at it because she really is tiny. He's like, <laughs> she, she might actually only be three feet tall. But I'm no. happy to report as soon as it happened, she immediately walked away and went to a station booth attendant. And then the guy stopped following her. So it's all happy. This mouse ran out of the park actually across the street from where? Uh, right back into your house. Or? No, no, oh. across the street from... Uh, where uh, the father of famed director uh, Spike Lee, Spike Lee, Spike Lee's father lived right across the street there, but he he passed away recently. Actually, uh, he used to be in the park playing the horn, playing music. Nice, and old, I mean, we should guy. say his name because he uh, Stanley. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize that Spike Good Lee one, is no, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk he about raised, the movie. Okay, that's a segue. That's a good segue. Yeah. Talk about the movie. Good segue. All right. <laughs> So um, this movie, uh, we're doing. It's a little diptych, we're doing diptych, little duology we're doing here. Last yeah, week, if you, because we know you know this, I'm just re- remember, reminding you because we all know Lordy, like you all, you said you've been called listeners. You come back week after week. You're loyal. Uh, what did we do uh, last week? What was the name of it? It was Crypt Dark Secrets, I believe. Yeah, kind of nonsense title. And it was by this director, Jack Weiss, and it hurt me. So in some sort of like almost like the way like when you like stay, like you run over a rattlesnake and with its last power, it will reach out and bite you and infect you with its venom nice. or a bumblebee, perhaps like, you know, it's it's being you swat it in your hand. It stings you, even though it knows it's death, even though I knew this was near death for me as well. I inflicted another movie by the same director on Tim to pay yeah. him back for making us watch Crypt of Dark Secrets. But I love this movie. I love them both. <laughs> They're, 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 actually, the first one really – I will say – I'm going to say this up front. I think this is a much better film than this than the one we watched last <laughs> right. week. Right. And that's still – it doesn't mean it's a good film. No. Um, it is by this guy, Jack Weiss. He was apparently uh, uh, a local film director for like the like kind of, I guess, drive-ins and stuff in Lo- New Orleans – but right before we started, Tim had sent me a thing. Perhaps he found a LinkedIn profile. This man seems to still be alive and working. Mm-hmm. If you look I, at IMDb, he he directed like some sort of documentary about Melissa Etheridge. I'm like, can't be right. <laughs> really? But maybe it is. Who knows? I and looked also, around the internet and other people are like, he seems to have disappeared. I read other websites that went in depth about this movie and other huh. movies. And they're like, no one seems to know exactly what happened to it. I, but that that LinkedIn was weird. I wonder yeah. if it's a case of like because his name is mis is spelled unusually. Normally, oh, Weiss yeah. is with two S's. Yeah, Maybe it's right. a son. Yeah, Maybe I he's a vampire. He's from New Orleans, kind of famous for having vampires there. Uh, yeah, yeah. He seems obsessed with Aztec gods. Maybe he's just plain immortal. <laughs> obsessed with oiling women. 
Yeah, he is. <laughs> so this movie, uh, like Tim said, was released in 78, although not without controversy. It is listed as one of the well. famous video Nazis. I said video Nazis. Video nasties in the UK. <laughs> in the US, it got a straight up X rating. Whoa. And yeah, did you catch that? No, I didn't see that. Um, which is odd. There's all no things sex. considered, yeah, but there is a lot of full frontal nudity and some gore. Mm-hmm. But uh, all things considered, it is pretty tame. So I think that that speaks to the fact that, Tim, you and I have ruined ourselves and maybe our entire civilization. <laughs> like We look at this, we're like, oh, this is nothing. I'd show this to a little kid. Whereas like in, six, in 78, people are like, this can't be seen at any cost. And like in the UK, they banned it until like 2012 or something. Nope. It was eclipsed by Star Wars. That's what happened, George. Everything was eclipsed by Star Wars. Also, you know, Tim, like, you know, they were just, the nation had just recovered from eight years before the Beatles splitting up. Right. (laughs) And so they were looking for something. Still sad. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, This is interesting. Uh, If you go to Wikipedia, it is described as a semi-sequel to 1963's Blood Feast, which is a Herschel Gordon Lewis film. I read that too. And I'm like, How? Yeah, and so I did a lot like of researching, how? and like every website, you will like say that because some idiot we'll wrote it. In, we'll say I what? think I found. Oh. No, oh. they're like, well, it's a semi sequel. Like, what does that mean? Is there a character insane? But no, this is what apparently is. Turner Classic Movies of all place has a write up <laughs> of this movie where they call it a semi remake. Uh. And if you read the description of Blood Feast, it's about a pre. And this is a bit of spoilers, folks. It's about a priest to an Egyptian god who does human sacrifices. So he like he kind of took the plot and redid it, like put it in New right. Orleans, changed it to an Aztec. So whatever, don't read everything. Believe Turner, it on Turner movie. They they what, what happened to them? Well, no, they did the work. Down. No, oh, no, Turner Classic it. Movies is the one who did the work. It's it's oh. Wikipedia. Just some schmuck. If you're the schmuck who wrote that guy, I'm calling you out. It's the not a fucking semi sequel. Took down my Wikipedia page. Still it's probably the same page. guy or her. Yeah, who and you know, you know, listen, if you took down my co-host Tim Hamilton, this guy, he's a New York Times best-selling author. We don't mention that enough, but he is. The guy I, works for the New oh, Yorker. Where for Fahrenheit 451. That's right. He's a male adult film star. <laughs> he's a fashion designer. I mean, he's There's you're the great great Tim great Hamilton's on there. No, it's all you. There's the great 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 grandson of <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Right. Um, all this stuff. Like, whoever took this guy down, this guy is noteworthy as fuck. Yeah. Seti right. listeners, put it back up. Anyway, that's an aside. Uh, what else? But can I can I add? I don't know if you found this. Did what? you find? I want to shout out Bleeding Skull website. Did you that find this? Familiar. I maybe read this. Well, but Ronald, tell me what you're going to say. Ronald Tannett. For those, uh, we'll get into it. But Ronald Tannett was an actor in the last movie, uh, Crypt of Dark Secrets, and he's the guy who's very wooden. Does not act. He's also in this movie playing a police officer who's very wooden and can't act. <laughs> yeah, so, this guy's terrible. Some somebody interviewed him, <gasps> and he said, <laughs> "I did not see this. This said, is exciting." Yeah, I remember walking out of the Lowe's State Theater on Canal Street after watching the movie we're watching tonight, uh, uh-huh. Mardi, Mardi Gras Massacre, and a woman came up to me and she said, "You're one of the stars in this movie. I live in the Iberville Projects, and I'm on food stamps." This is the worst movie I've ever I've ever seen. I can't believe I spent four dollars on this movie. And he said, I reached into my pocket and gave her four bucks. She was <gasps> it was horrible. <laughs> wow. Wait, I wish I knew this beforehand, Tim, because I could have done a George's current currency kerner on oh, how much four dollars was in nineteen seventy eight. 
Well, it's about ten because that's what we pay to get in the movies now. But four dollars? You didn't pay four dollars to get in the movie in nineteen seventy-eight. That does seem like a lot, right? Yeah. What movie theater was this? I don't know. Well, I mean, he says Must it's a fan yeah. It's the premiere. Yeah, it was probably like spe- they probably had it like you know catered with like gumbo and etouffee and shrimp. He said, "Where's Darth Vader?" This was terrible. I can't believe the Beatles split up. Zapruder film. Sasquatch. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in Star Wars territory. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so no the movie one knows starts... what came out in 1978. Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, Star Wars 77. What? Like, no movies came in 78, right? Because it was still playing Star Wars. No. Or was yeah. that Superman? <clears throat> was that also 77? I think it's 79. Oh, yeah. Come listen to old men talk about what years they think movies might have released on the next episode of Seti Bimco. I think it was 78. <laughs> right. So um, movie opens up with like just the title, Mardi Gras Massacre. No music, nothing really moving. So long, I literally thought the movie stopped. And then it just starts. Like I'm like, I got up from my spot to go see if, like it was playing. Because it's in a bar, right? So start in a bar? Uh, no, it just starts off with just the words. And then we go to a bar. Um, our bartender is the same guy who played one of the thieves in the last movie, Crypto oh, Dark Secrets. It. Yeah, the, he was the he was the main thief, the guy who like goes to the oh, island. He looked like he had a bald cap on with that hairdo. <laughs> yeah, it's same hairdo we had in the last one though. That guy, that's oh. just he is. That, some of us are blessed with hair, and some of us are blessed with very long hair on the sides and back, and nothing on top. We call that a friar tuck. He should have cut his hair shorter. He did. He should. Yeah, he's called Sam, by the way. He is. Yes, he is called Sam. I know. I thought that I'm like, that's on purpose, right? (laughs) Like they're doing that. Like give me because they even say like they even make a like. Oh, so these two ladies of the night come in. Yeah. You're thinking Sam from Play It Again. I'm thinking Sam from Tears. (gasps) That's two. And actually, Sam from Casablanca is not a bartender. He's a musician. But I was also thinking Sam I am because, you know, there's all that bit of green eggs and ham. Yeah. Sam Sam Peckinpah from from Yosemite. Uh, Yosemite Sam. Sam, yeah, he's always going tardation <laughs> shooting. A, who else? Let's let's other Sam. Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. Uh, oh, Sam not? the Eagle from the Muppets. He's like, I don't approve yeah. of this. I'm a Muppet. What else? That's it. All right, man. We sure <laughs> did list funny. a lot of Sams, huh, Tim? We have a good time <laughs> in this podcast. So, two ladies of the night come into this bar. I just want to mention. I swear to God, I've been in this bar. Every bar we see in this movie, I swear to God, I've been in because that's exactly what New Orleans still looks like. Like nothing. One was a real bar. It was like. Jones, oh, I think they were all. Something. I think. Oh, you know, Tim, I bet you're right. Some of these are not real bars. Some of these were bad sets that you mentioned. Okay. Yeah, some of them. We'll get to them. We'll get to that. Two ladies come in, and the bartender is right away like, you know, there's a lot of bars, a lot, a lot of Johns in the bar tonight. Yep. You, you girls are just in time for the late shift because 15 girls have already scored. Yep. He seems all oh. happy, but then he's like, but you better give me my cut. He, he suddenly well, turns. That's why he's happy because he gets a cut. <laughs> But I thought he was a friendly bartender, but suddenly he's like, I better get my I, I will say of the various pimp-like characters in this movie, he was the most friendly. Yes, that's saying something. And, well, this is the part I wrote down. I was able to translate my awful handwriting. Yeah. So the two girls go sit off or go sit there on the side, and this John comes in. He we speaks in this. Uh, yeah, and, which is fine, I guess. Yeah. But – He's very well dressed, kind of like actually has a little bit of presence, which you don't expect in a movie like this. Like he <laughs> might have been a real actor, but I couldn't find any of the actings so. for him. You know, his name was like Medsco. I'm like, I, he, he didn't have anything he was. else. Yeah. Kind of spoke in a very stilted and 
proper way, almost a trace of an English accent, and he was also mm-hmm. given to very lengthy pauses, yes. like stunningly <laughs> long pauses. And he asked the two women, of all the ladies in this bar, which do you think which is, one do you think is the, the most... And folks, I'm not exaggerating the pause. Like each time I'm like, wait, did the line end? And they're like, oh, surely, surely is. Which there's a real, there's a real room for a joke. Like surely, surely you're joking. But they don't do it. And George. Yes. Yes. She's the most evil woman in the bar. Uh You know know how evil she is, George? How evil is she, Tim? (laughs) <laughs> she's so evil. Yeah. She won't listen to Pat Boone records because she thinks they're not white enough. <sighs> she's so evil. Yeah. She sends her steak tartare back, complains that it's, that it's overcooked. Okay. I, hmm, wait. Hmm. I don't get that she's one. She's so evil. I yeah. Okay. Hitler enjoyed hell for many years until she got there. Oh, she's, uh, she's also a, a buzzkill. <laughs> okay. All right. She's so evil. Uh, Her favorite comic strip is Ziggy. Oh, Tim. This is like the greatest hits of things you're obsessed with. <laughs> She's so evil. Yeah. Like, Her dad film. needed a wheelchair. Uh-huh. So, so she bought him a discount model with only one wheel. There you go. <laughs> you know, discount <laughs> unicycle. Nice. Ow, I just poked myself over the eye. Uh, so surely, as you folks have heard, clearly we're dealing with the She's being very, very evil. evil. Yeah, very <laughs> yes. evil. It's a Shirley, right? Yes, Shirley. And so the John goes up to Shirley. He's like, so I would like to employ you. And she's like, he goes, how much do you want? And she says, $200. Oh, uh-oh. Do we have to do? Start the music, Tim. (laughs) George's current currency kerner. George's current currency kerner. Folks. Get ready for it. There's a lot in this episode. This Tim, you want to guess how much $200, a $200, uh, let's say um, sex worker, because we're not beasts, well, Tim. I was going to Even though this that. term will use, the ter- the movie, they use George, some terms. George, we're going to address yeah. this is 1978. And they say hookah every other word. That, you know what's funny? You, I am going to say they do say hooker a lot in this. Uh, and for some reason, everybody has a New York accent for that one word. Yes. They will be speaking no matter what the English they say hooker. Uh yeah. anyway, do you want to guess how much two hundred how much hooker uh uh two hundred dollars is like how much buying power that is now, Tim? Maybe that's six hundred. Uh right. kind of close. Nine hundred forty one dollars and eighty seven cents. Oh, I'm off by three hundred dollars. That's not yeah. close. But if you flipped the six bucks. upside down, it would have been nine. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's close in that sense. Uh, this has been your first installment of many oh. of George's current currency kerner, as well as the first and only, hopefully, installment of me educating Tim on the proper ways to refer to sex workers. Because okay. I'm enlightened. All right, I'm living uh, in the year. The apartment well, is apartment four, and she's yeah, that's her lucky number. Yeah, I wrote that down because I thought that was going to pay off. It didn't. Oh, it does pay <laughs> off, George. It does. Do you know why that's her lucky number? Uh, who was in the list? No, it's just because her dog named uh-huh. Lucky has four uh-huh. legs. Oh. And her goldfish, it only has one leg. So. That's weird that her goldfish has one leg. 
<laughs> and I do want to talk about because Lucky does come up later. Lucky is it named does. Lucky because Lucky survived a streetcar accident. But mm-hmm. what is sad about that is even though Lucky did have four legs before, Lucky was a rare five-legged poodle before the streetcar accident. Ah, so Lucky her, her, became, in fact, less lucky because lost yeah. its, 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 its extra leg. But it lived with her. That's also unlucky. Because here's the other now. sad thing, yes. Tim. Yeah, because <laughs> she dies and then nobody looked unlucky and Lucky starved to death. Ah. If Lucky had still had that fifth leg, it might have lived off the extra protein a little bit longer, <laughs> but it didn't. Also, Tim, every dog in this movie no. is dead now. Every dog. If hey. he knew how to open the refrigerator, because that's where she put it, in the freezer. <laughs> she saved it. She goes, that'll be for Christmas dinner. Uh, so, yeah, they go to apartment four. It's a nicely little put-together house with a little tea parlor. A little and a little, little set. Yeah, it's a little corner. We only see half of it. And then he takes her into another room and he goes, I want you to take... Wait, let me do... I don't remember the voices doing it before. He's just I very... want you to take off your clothes and lay down on this... Bed. He pauses like that. I'm like, why do you pause for a bed? Because it's not a bed. It looks... It, it's... I, yeah, it's like a leather... It almost looks like the sort of chair you would see in a doctor's office, but it's in a room it's, that has like a stage, like there's a curtain behind it. Everything's red. Everything's red. And, uh, oh, you better believe this late... And, oh, spooky music starts playing. Spooky, windy oh, yeah. music. So this we woman, watched, yeah. you're going to think I'm lying. Yeah. Her name is Laura Minsk. She's Playboy Playmate of the month of February in 1975. That's, Wait, she's really? She's the first victim. Yes, I, I found it. All right. She says, yeah. She says, I get my innards cut out by a guy wearing an Aztec mask. One of the worst movies ever made. I'm proud. Tim, spoilers. Point. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what does he... I, he's, he does know his great pauses. He says, lie down. Because he's got to go change. And Get I will ready. make you more comfortable or something. Yeah. He uh, he goes and changes. He comes out in... Uh, I wrote down, I thought it was supposed to be like a Greek mask or something. We learn later it's supposed to be an Aztec mask. He's wearing like yeah. a gold mask. He's got like kind of robes on. She you goes, oh, that? you are weird. No, because it looks like garbage. <laughs> it looks like fucking trash. <laughs> and he has this picture of a god on the wall that kind of looks like the guy in the Pringles can. It's like just a weird mustache. I'm like, what is that? And then you said you were the most evil. Well, I am going to sacrifice you to evil because you are one of their kind. I'm going to kill you with these long pauses. You're going to kill me, George. It's so hard for you. You're like, oh, I've got to fill the dead air. (laughs) So he, um, so this woman. Oils are up. That's all we need. Oils oils are up. Full frontal nudity. And and like it's kind of I'm like this guy the actor, he's he's really rubbing the boobs and a couple yes. times this one he doesn't he definitely glides his hand over the crotch I'm like damn this is like some horny shit, yeah. and he's like rubbing he's like rubbing her giving her massages and all she's like oh I should be paying you for this and she's right. like he's like tying her feet to the edges of this like quote unquote bed as he does it. And then he has her next thing, you know, and it's, it's not like we're cutting, like just, we're watching a naked woman being rubbed with oil for yes. a long time. She's tied spread eagled and spread armed, I guess. I guess that's still yeah. spread eagled, right? Um, to the bed. And then that's when he's actually says, I think probably the sacrifice line. Cause he wouldn't say it before. And he pulls out a knife and he goes, let this hand, which accepted the money. And then he stabs her in the hand and she screams. I'm like, yes. Oh, this, we're going to watch this. Yeah. Then he cuts her foot. 
because he says something about like this foot that which brought you here. And then he says, and then I will, now I will cut you in the, what area, which brings you your money or something <laughs> or what you're doing. And I'm like, please don't show this. And thankfully he doesn't. He stabs her in the torso. A very now, fake torso. Well, that's, I wanted to talk about that. I actually thought that was pretty good. Like, so there's a, there's a scene before this when I wasn't expecting murder where we have like a close up of the woman's naked torso and he's like kind of like rubbing like mm-hmm. the boobs. And I, it was clearly made from a cast of the actual actor. Yeah, but yeah. I was noticing the oil looked weird on it. I'm like, that oil yes. is soaking in funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he cuts her open, pulls out a heart, and then holds it up to the Easily. picture of the Pringles can. Yeah, it's just there's nothing else in her. She screams, and it's like there's it's just she, I'm like, wow. She's dead. And she's dead. And we see a close up of her face turned to the side with blood coming out. Now can I say something? Yeah. To save time. Uh-huh. <laughs> we see the same scene three times. <laughs> It's excruciating detail. Yeah. It's just going like, to get to the next part. <laughs> he could have saved so much money with the other murders with raising a knife up and a scream and like cut. I, I was going to get to that when we got to them, like not go okay. into the bits, but like, I do think it's like, it, it, this is the part where I could kind of see why people like decried this movie. I'm like, yes. all right, this is a little, it's icky. We don't, we don't need to see the exact same thing play out. No. three more times no two more times the third time honestly there's a slight difference and i was really excited we'll get to but it, then yeah. we'll get to it shortly so then um we, we find then, her body on the train tracks yeah and it's the tracks if you've been to new orleans if you know new orleans it's literally the tracks are on the size of uh, other side of famous cafe dumont you can see that in the background ah. so like all these tourists are probably sitting there getting their beignets and their coffee and like on the side they're filming like all right, this is where the naked woman with her heart cut out is being picked up. And the police seem unfazed. There's two cops. Yeah, and did yeah. you catch any of their names? Because I sure didn't. Not the two, not these two. I know our main characters. Oh, you do? Oh, these aren't the main characters. I just the two cops that seem to be finding her. They're like, eh, oh, well, dead oh, woman. Oh, uh, another dead sex worker. No, you didn't know the names that the two cops were going to follow through this movie are Frank and Mayor. Mayor? That's what you mean. Mayor is the name of this, this, the dead-eyed... I don't mean to be mean. The bad dude can't act. I just mayor. I just called them. I just called them cop and and wood and Frank. Wow. Yeah. Because Frank. Spoilers. Frank falls in love with a a hookah. Yeah, that was kind of surprising (laughs) me. So they go in. They ask around at like the bar where I guess they she was because she was a known sex worker. Yes. And uh, (laughs) yep, (laughs) making me feel awful. (laughs) <laughs> well, they say hooker through this old. They do, okay. but I'm not. I look. If I'm quoting that, I'm going to say hooker. If I'm if I'm going to try my darndest not to when I'm not okay. quoting them, it's like Tim. Did you have this problem? Like, there's a lot of movies we could address this with. We won't. Yes. Um. So yeah, they they go and they interview the 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 two women. One of them, whose name is I, I wrote Sharon, but I think it was actually Sherry. Yep, is sure. like she's like I yeah really I can know. tell you about them and they're sitting there and they and like she seems to be flirting with one of the cops I guess yes. our main cop and I didn't really I'm like oh, this can't really be happening Frank is flirting with Frank Frank I just call him cop well Frank he's our main guy and the two of them go off for like breakfast or something oh oh well, the the wooden cop is there it's very well, the wooden odd. cop leaves he's like well I'm out of here and he just no, walks he, off and he, he grabs Frank he says take it easy and then he walks away you notice that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, like, I couldn't what? understand what's going on. And he, when he asks about Shirley, I just want you to know, Shirley mostly doesn't like to turn tricks, but sometimes she likes to. 
yeah. does she tell us that? She tells us that, and she says, okay. so she goes, not when they're old middle-aged guys like that. They're When they approach her, she's talking to a guy. Uh, I love this scene. Folks, watch it. The guy next to him, like, spikes the camera so hard. Like, they're having the scene, <laughs> and it's like an extra in the side just staring at the camera. Like, dude, come on. I totally missed it. Oh, it was my favorite. This is probably why I missed the important things, because I'm watching shit like that. Uh yeah, so I don't know. They they go to breakfast someplace else. The other cop leaves because he's like, "Take it easy. You're getting involved with like this 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 hooker," as he would say. Yes. Um, that I did a very happy Tim. <laughs> the next table, this really bizarre bar fight opens. There's like a guy right. there with these the seventies tastic with two women, and what the woman one of the women starts slapping the other woman, saying, "Stop doing that!" Looks like she's flicking sauce on her. Oh, I think the man slaps the woman, right? Oh, well, then the man it? slaps both of them. Yes. And then the cop throws the man up against the, against the uh, wall. Pulls his gun. Pulls his gun. Is going to take him in. And Sherry, the uh, the sex worker that we mm-hmm. are our our, our okay. female lead, she's like, "Don't take him in." He goes, "Okay." And then let's get out of here. He goes, "Get out of here." And they go out, and, they, and presumably the guy just goes out and like beats those women to death because like he was a creep, Probably. but you know. Um, and then she's like, I owe you one. And then the cut, cut smash cut, cut to the them in bed. <laughs> They're in bed. <laughs> what I love too, he's laying there naked in bed, right? Presumably naked, yes. shirtless. She comes in in like just like wearing see-through negligee and he seems surprised. I know. Like what did you think was happening here? <laughs> did she actually just legitimately go out of the room for her and you're like, well, I'm going to try to get naked, see what happens. And she came back actually like maybe well, like she was into it. He does say, show me what you do. Yeah. She goes, she goes, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> and they fuck. We don't see that, luckily. We see a little bit of kissing. Given this yeah, movie, I'm surprised yeah. we didn't see some sweaty fucking... I'm butt. surprised, too. Yeah. Not in the and, other movie, either. So maybe he just... Uh, it's funny. Yeah, That's he the, really he really reserves all his uh, his nudity for murder. For oiling. For oiling. Oh, oiling and... <laughs> so, yeah. Last movie, The Woman That Danced Naked, was all oiled up. Yeah, That's and a lot of oiling, and like there really are some weird fetishes that work out. It's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oiling, the Aztec thing is in both. Yeah, Aztec. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bit too. Like, I don't know. So then we see the killer. He does the same thing again. We're just going to cut to the chase. Wait a minute, George. Yep. We are going to cut to the chase. But he goes uh-huh. to another bar. Uh huh. Buys the lady's champagne and says, who's oh. the most evil woman in here? But don't you like that? Every I'm sad. Every woman in this movie seems to hate each other. She walks back and says, there's someone here for you, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, they just call each other bitch. Because um, well, she's like, this is the most evil woman. Or she's like, he's the asking woman the most that evil says, woman. And the woman that says that, Tim, first, you know, the John goes up to her and goes, uh, hey, I need some information. She goes, well, uh, champagne's $3 a bottle. Okay, we got to do Ring this. the music, George's current currency Carter. George's current currency Carter. Tim, do you know how much a three dollar bottle of champagne would sell for hmm. nowadays? Mm, Twenty five. No, like fourteen dollars and thirteen cents. Oh. That's yeah. bad champagne. See, that's bad. That's good. This is a bad place. So yeah, she hooks her up with another evil girl. Uh, George, exi- yeah, George. This is he asked for the most evil woman in here, and she's like, "I'm as I'm as evil as anyone gets, George." So you know how evil she was. How, oh, <laughs> we do this every time. Okay, I'm glad we're trying to speed through these murders by making evil lists. All right, go. She is so she is so evil. 
She has a side bin business installing shag carpet in people's bathrooms. Oh, that's that's that actually is pretty bad. <laughs> She's so evil. She plays the bass cowbell in her all cowbell rock band. That's I don't I don't get it, but that's weird. Right. She's so evil. She makes her brother wear bell bottom jeans all the time, even though her brother has no legs. <laughs> <laughs> She, uh, she's so terrible. evil. Yeah. When she saw Star Wars in the theater, she uh-huh. constantly shouted, "Why don't the Vulcans have pointed ears?" All through the whole movie. But there's no way she knew what Vulcans were. But go on. <laughs> she's so evil. She makes her pet monkey, monkey, pet, mon- pet monkey, dress up as Nixon, even though the monkey is a lifelong Democrat. Oh, that's rough. And she's so evil. Her favorite Beetle is Mickey Dolan's. Wow, wow, Mickey Dolan's famously <laughs> not a Beetle. I love it. <laughs> You know, you mentioned shag carpet. Did you notice? So what Tim and I are mentioning is a lot of these places are actually strip clubs. Uh, One of the strip clubs, the stage was covered with shag carpet, and I was stunned. I was too. Like, who would allow that? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We have a a montage then after that. So he kills this lady too. Exact same way as before. Another fake torso. Another fake torso. Which this time you could see they didn't edit it right. If you looked at the edge, you could see it. You could see the end of the torso. No, like, really? Yeah, they made a mistake. You could uh, see well, the end of the special effect torso. The, 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 <laughs> the perfect <laughs> illusion is shattered. Um, yeah, if you like this, I mean, a lot of full frontal nudity. Like, it, it's note for note, same thing. And that's why I was like, hmm. No is... coverage, as you call it. Just one straight on shot, mostly. Sometimes yeah, some it, same same angles, even. Because there are the yeah. close-ups of like like him reaching and pulling at the heart. It's like... Oh, the only thing different, and it meant nothing, but I did record it because I thought maybe something, is he doesn't start this one in his weird outfit. That's right. Yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. get dressed first. I thought maybe, yeah, he just, just he's slipping. Um, so here's then the first thing. Then we wake up. With the, with the yeah. We have a montage. Dinner. Montage. Breakfast. Watching boats. All of it around. in the immediate vicinity of Cafe du Monde, which is fucking hilarious. Like, There's, clearly they had a filming permit for that That in the park right across the way. Disco music through the whole thing, I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh, There's we should mention that. Music. A lot of disco music, which... Here's some of it. Here, listen to that. Doesn't this just speak with all your love? I, I'm going to say, I, you know, compared to, like, the, like, the, the banjo fucking music in the last movie, I, I was pretty excited for this. We cut to him sitting down with his his partner, Mayor. Yep. He's like, six days we've been dating. We're talking about marriage. No, she's been talking about marriage and kids. Oh, that's right. And, his, and his partner's like, a vice cop and a hookah, a match made in heaven. And like, <laughs> like, like he's dating her. Why are you talking about her? Like, well, that? and also his partner has a really <laughs> low opinion of him, which is appropriate. <laughs> he because he's like, is she talking? The only person talking marriage here is you. And he's like, well, you know, I know the way women talk. And he goes, well, she's getting the worst of it. She's yeah, dating it's... you. I'm like, yeah, you fucking tell this fucking pig. Yeah, he's not a friend at all. He's just... No, no. He, well, he shouldn't be a friend. This cop sucks. I can't believe this movie has me rooting for the block of wood from the last movie. But like, I liked him in this movie. You did? Yeah. He was the was more like, affable of the two. Like, If you marry a hookah, your kids will have a, a hookah mom. And then they'll have a, a hookah grandma. And when she gets mad in traffic, she'll have a honka hookah. When she oh, vaporizes smoke in a water pipe, she'll be a hookah hookah. Oh my god! You, Who's you saying this? this Tim? Woman. Who's saying this? The friend? Yes, Sergeant the friend, Mayor. No, the friend. Sergeant Mayor supports it. He does not. Yeah, he does. Oh, I didn't think he did. 
the I got the, who can't act. Yeah, the one who says like she's getting the worst of it. She's with you. He's the one who was yeah. like, he's like, and he's, he's like saying it. she didn't say it. No, he's like, he thinks. Okay. It, I think he thinks this is true love. He thinks. This well, is some great. random guy said that, George. Oh, it was just that. You. Was I it the that. guy, Officer Hamilton? Yeah, <laughs> Officer Tim Hamilton. He comes in. He's like. It's that perky woman that walks in. She goes, hey, we found an ESP expert. Like oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, we should talk about So Pretty much yeah, that's next. Yeah, the boss is talking to them like, you got to solve this murder. And he, did you notice who he was? He was the sheriff from yep. the last movie. Yeah. Who was the best actor last movie? So I was pretty excited he came back. <laughs> and he's like, "I we need to find out. I even called a do- guy at MIT about rituals. I'm like, wait, I thought it was called- antiquities. No, he said rituals. Isn't that weird? Because they decided it's a ritualesque murders that are happening because of the way the hearts are moved. But, like, why would you call the Massachusetts Institute of Technology famous for, like, Smithsonian? They're just going to come and just going to come and take away your giant dreams. Folks, listen, we've had, we've literally had (laughs) chunks of our podcast removed by the Smithsonian. We know (laughs) fucking reptilians. We know. Wink, wink, wink. You know, giants. (laughs) There were giants here in those days. Come join us on our right wing Discord. So instead, a lady, the perky lady, after she makes all those terrible statements about hookers that Tim attributed to her, she goes, I got in touch with some at Duke University, an ESP professor. Continuing the trend of stuff from the 1970s where professors of ESP are in it. And this never pays off. He never has uh, ESP. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. This scene kind of lost me. We're like, where they go speak to the ESP professor, and he pretty much immediately starts and goes, uh, "Human sacrifice is not uncommon today." Which I was like, "That's I a know. good line." I'm writing that down, and he immediately starts <laughs> talking about Aztecs, and has to realize, "Holy fuck!" But they show him pictures, George. You notice he's like, mm, mm, "Yeah, yeah, not yeah. uncommon." Show you pictures of butchered women. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's what the pictures were. I I assume it was close-ups of the boobs. He was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, it is." Not uncommon. So um, I never recorded the name of the Aztec god. Did you? Well, I couldn't pronounce it, George. It sounded, it was, yeah. It was something close to Quetzalcoatl, but it wasn't. It was like, I think it was probably made up, but they said it translates as Lady of the Serpent Skirt, which again, I'm like, again, very close to the last one. This guy's really got a weird snake lady fixation. I want to meet this guy. Tim, if this is really him on LinkedIn. Snake oil. Snake oil. Let's see. Snake oil. What? This is interesting. That's like these movies. Uh, yeah. Let's see. He even compares Christians because they eat blood in the body of Christ. He's like, everybody's a cannibal. He was like, he was making connections everywhere. Yeah. Then he reaches into his desk drawer, pulls out a finger, and this is gnawing on it. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end of being calm, he, he, then he says, but I feel this should be stopped immediately. <laughs> Does he like, say that? <laughs> yes. This should be stopped, <laughs> this is though. This is, this is a good movie. Uh, then we have, uh, wouldn't you know it, Tim? Another it's club. This time he doesn't he, actually ask. He doesn't ask. Well, because the woman's literally dressed as an evil. Yeah. This is I a mean, weird. Dressed, this is a weird. This is very weird. She, there's a woman on stage dressed as a devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's dancing and to on say shag. dancing. Yeah. On shag. She's kind of not dancing, dancing really. Just, just, <laughs> and, uh, she goes, and like speaks to like her pimp and says something about like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll go meet him at some spot. We'll go meet him at some, some spot. Alley. He goes, yeah, some alley. It's literally like called like intervention alley or jump him alley. I actually thought it was just like where he was getting his cut for the money, but she heads out with the job. Crime alley, George. Crime. It was crime alley. Right. And like there was a little Bruce Wayne there and he was like, I swear vengeance. Uh, 
and uh, the John gets jumped by this guy who I thought was the pimp. Our, and our they have the, or our villain, our he villain. Yeah, the John gets jumped. Um, he has and, no name, so yeah. Let's just call him John. John gets jumped, <laughs> and the, they kind of fight a little bit. And the guy that attacks the John pulls out a knife, and I'm not really sure what happened here. He drops it, and the and the. And the the woman picks it up and she yeah. accidentally stabs her partner. That's what happened. Is that what happened? Does yeah. she get stabbed too? No, she, she does, just or she just recoils like, oh, it. Okay, I stabbed him. And, and that's a stabbing it. Hook, stabbing hooker. Don't know why the scene's in there. I mean, <laughs> I guess so. You can the... see that he goes yeah. to a different club. Like it's just <laughs> like it's a... like what what? And George, what do we get? We get like a hippie. Man, I want to talk about this guy. <laughs> so this it's is a right guy. This. We, in the course of our Sadie Bimco experience, have seen a lot of irritating characters. <laughs> and I will say, this is the worst character in any movie we've ever seen. Yeah, almost. I mean, let, all right, folks, he is, he is a long-haired hippie. Um, clean-shaven, but like long, straight hair. Glasses, very thin. And he is scat-singing and rhyming the whole time. Yeah, so it's like, because of beep doop boop boop he calls himself the fish. We learned also his name is Catfish. I'm the fish. What is your wish? What is your need, man? And he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I can help you with your stuff. But he rhymes it. Yeah. And and the John's like, well, I would like to get a lady, a certain type of lady. And he goes, well... Takes more than talk, or I'll have to take a walk. Skippity doo, bippity bop, bop boo. Right, bear with me. This this is going to be a bit That's of a tour. Says. This is a bit of a tour de force for me. All right, guys. I'm, <laughs> this is pretty exciting. So, <clears throat> women's dancing in front of him. This annoying hippity. Oh, hippie. He's also pretending to play piano as he does the mm-hmm. scat. So at the edge of the strip joint, it's like dippity boo, bippity doo. It's so stupid. <laughs> And so the John pulls out a hundred dollar bills and the hippie takes us one, one is for fun. Two, two will do baba baba boo ba doo. Three, three will take care of me. Boo ba boo ba doo. Four, and I apologize for the language, everybody. Four, four is for the whore. But for but, it's like Sesame Street. Oh my god, it's like the worst Sesame Street. It's like the count's really slipped. Uh, because, but not. Hmm, I don't know what the word is, but he says something like, "But you'll need more for something." Oh, but for the specialty, you'll need more. And then he does something. I couldn't see what. And he goes, "Oh, that's not nice. Let's make this the price." Yeah. <sighs> it was it was hard to follow. It sucked. I watched, but I will say, Tim, I watched this part three times in order oh to get God. all these because I couldn't believe I was watching a scat singing hippie negotiating the price. <laughs> so, all right, first off, let's do he sound the from music. Fuke, I guess <laughs> he's from Fook, Arkansas. He's like he they're killing all those hippies there. boo There's a giant <laughs> ape man covered with hair. boo. All right. <clears throat> Uh, first, ring the bells. It's time for a George's cur- Currency Kerner. George's Current Currency Kerner. $400, which gets you, that covers the hippie, that covers the quote-unquote whore, that covers even the specialty, presumably. Guess how much buying power $400 from 1970 is equivalent to now, Tim? Oh, that's got to be 
1500 Close. $1,883.75. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yep. Now, that has been your installment. A lot of money, honey. A lot of money, honey. A lot of bread, Fred. All right. However, Tim. He takes her home. Oh, wait, wait. No, Tim. I'm sorry. Stopping all progress because that is the end of George's current currency coroner. This is time for George's list. Oh, because we had Fish the Hippie. He was already making the list. He ended at four. And Uh I was like, you know, more. I wonder. We need more than four. I, I, (laughs) we need more than four. (laughs) Por favor. So here is the list had it continued. If it turns out that Catfish the Hippie had not actually sealed the deal when he got not nice. <clears throat> and I'm going to do it as Catfish the Hippie, all right? Bibbidi-bop, bibbidi-boo. Yep, five. Or you're not real. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, Tim. Bibbidi-bop, five. Five will make you jive. Bibbidi-bop, boobidi-boo. Six, six. You won't miss any tricks. Bibbidi-bop, boobidi-boop. Seven, Silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. Oh, that's weird. Kind of hmm. yeah, eight. Mm. Oh, ooh, they're after me. Lucky charms. Oh, we're really wow. What's going on here? We're getting a little off, little off, little off topic. Nine, nine, neun ist in Ordnung. Oh, that's that's just fucking German. Don't bring that up. That's <laughs> and ten. Bibbidi bop, boobity boop. Start over again. Nice. That's Are been you your list. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Unless you want me to start over again. Bibbidi bop, bibbidi bop. One. One is for fun. Eleven bibbidi is bop, nothing bibbidi... like seven. <laughs> Eleven makes your bread unleavened. Mm. All right. Was he more annoying than the hippies we met in the movie called Bread, which we watched? Uh, hmm. Yes. Okay. Because he sang scat and rhymed. Twelve? Twelve gets you all the apostles. There you go. <laughs> Good one, Tim. Thirteen. Oh, yeah, let's let's do the teens. So we keep rhyming stuff with thirteen. They're all thirteen. Bibbidi bop gives you clean. Fourteen. Bibbidi bop gets you clean. Bibbidi bop. Bibbidi bop. Fifteen. Oh, made a terrible mistake. Uh so yeah. So she goes home, and she's this the one lady who he works about. for him. Yeah, she needs to have Chinese food. Yep. Uh this is fucking hilarious. This is actually an important scene too. Because yeah, he goes, can I get you anything, dear? The John, the murderer. Would you like anything? She goes, well, I always love Chinese food because my mom used to work for a Chinaman. I know. I like, know. Oh, people. <laughs> why, why is that the one nationality where we feel the – like you never say like, yeah, it was uh, – oh, yeah, I guess you do say Englishman. Like you never smell the bread of a, blood of an Englishman. Irishman. 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 Oh, yeah, maybe we do. Scottishman. Scottishman. Italian man. <laughs> Yeah. Isle of Men Men? Is that, is that a thing? Uh, well, she says that, but he goes Canadi- and he orders Chinese Canadi- food. It's supposed to be Canadian men, but we say Canadian. Oh, we fucked that up. Canadian. It's so American yes. of us. So he, he he picks up his phone and orders shrimp rolls, lobster Cantonese, jazo dong, which I don't know what that is. Long pause. <laughs> and a fortune cookie. <laughs> He looks at her like <laughs> he I invites thought, her. <laughs> yeah, like whoa, that's that's all, that doesn't What's pay that? off. Actually, I remember uh, he invites her to take a shower. So we watch her uh, naked showering for about eh, yeah. three minutes, just three minutes of just a woman behind glass <laughs> rubbing herself naked. Like yeah, okay. Chinese food arrives. Tim, 
Current currency kerner. I know. I have that right here. I said, look down. What's that today, George? George's current currency kerner. So nineteen dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, that's almost what you might pay for a Chinese food order today. Yeah, in New York. So yeah. you want to guess what that is? The buying power mm-hmm. for shrimp rolls, lobster cantonese, jazo dung, and a fortune cookie, a single fortune cookie, sixty buck meal, ninety one dollars and eighty cents. Wow. And he gives the guy a $10 tip, which I didn't bother figuring out because I figured it was probably about 40 bucks. Uh, and as he hands it to him, the uh, the Chinese delivery man thanks him and grabs his hand fervently. And we get a close up of his big ring, which we probably should have mentioned before now. Yeah, yeah. He we wears a big. Before. They, they mentioned the cops for some reason mentioned something about a gold signet ring. And I was like, uh, uh, I wrote it down before and I skipped it over my notes. Because nothing ever pays off in these movies. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, I've learned my lesson. When they put these lists, they never pay off. This one kind of did. Kind of. So, so she's different. He takes her into the yeah. room and he's like, well, what do you do best? You know, she wants to pay him back because the food is so nice and he's so nice. Oh, he's like, oh George, you did you notice yeah. that she's I'm starving. She ate like three bites. She goes, hmm, that was great. That, that I was did. It, and I, I honestly felt like maybe I, like they, they had cut a scene. I looked away. <laughs> But he really, I watched she, it twice because <laughs> I thought so too. I figured after the last movie, there's a lot of weird cuts. I just always oh, do it again. That's hilarious because I, I was like, did she eat? <laughs> well, it makes sense she eat because then she goes. He's like, well, what do you do best? And she goes, I dance. Yep. And then it's not like she goes in and does like sexy dancing, like you might do on like a shag carpet stage. No. She goes in there and she does like ballet. Yeah. And and Tim, although topless, she was wearing underwear. Cause I'm like, this lady's classy. Well, that ballet would have been super X-rated. If no, no. I think this movie was, uh, yeah. Uh, she does the ballet, and you could see our our murderer. He's he's moved by this, mm-hmm. and I realize he didn't because I guess this is why the scene is where he has to kill the other. Like the, he gets jumped in the alley, he couldn't be as picky about this one because right. he didn't ask if she was evil. That's right, and she's That's clearly not no evil. List, yeah, she's clearly not evil at all. This one, and he's like, "How old are you?" She goes, "I'm 19 year old." Yeah, and she's he's like, "Get out!" Yeah, get out! And and she's why, Mister? Like, just just get out! And I'm so excited. I'm like, "Yes, he we changed his mind. This again. <laughs> we don't have to watch this again." But no, I'm wrong, folks. Because <laughs> she's like, "No, I'm gonna do this anyway." She takes her underpants, lays in the bed. He kills her. It's all the same shit. It's fucked yeah, he's up. Like, okay, I guess I'll kill you anyway. Yep. We cut to a weird scene where Frank and Sherry, Frank the cop and Sherry the whore, they're still sleeping together. Oh. But for some reason, she's like, I just found out you stole. And this is a weird bit, but he, the money that the, the woman was paid at the beginning of the movie, she gave it to the bartender for some reason. And the cop came in to talk about it and he took the money. So yeah, she, she finds gave out it to- he took the dead woman's money. The first victim. And she gave yes. it to him because I guess she was going with him and she didn't want to like just to keep it safe. So the cop stole the money. She's on the phone. I guess that's the bartender calling her to tell her, like, hey, oh, she stole the I money. So. She's like, we had to take a collection in order to bury Sherry. No, that's Sherry. What's her name? Her name What's was Sherry? Shirley. 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 Shirley was Wait a second. Name. Let's address this. And you have two Sherry. characters right in front, Sherry and Shirley? Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> These movies are very rushed. Uh, <clears throat> and well, they get in a fight, and she's like, it, oh, "This fight he, escalates so quick." Suddenly, you're nothing but a two-bit hooker, 
or whatever, one bit. Well, he, he calls her all sorts of things. She calls she calls him like a fucking pig, and he's like, "At least I ain't no hundred dollar a night whore." Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, that's better than hookah. It it is, uh, Tim. What? Well, actually, let me say one more thing. We already did the, the hundred dollars, George. You can't do no, that. We did. Again. We did two hundred. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what was it? Just tell there's me. More, I'll there's more. There's more. And then uh, he and she goes. Well, at least I get a hundred dollars a night. If you were a woman, you could have turned a two dollar black trick. I don't. I feel like <laughs> I that's maybe that an awfully racial thing. I don't want to think about yes. it. But just so you folks know, and we don't have to play music because I realize this is a lot. A hundred dollars back in there is the equivalent to four hundred seventy dollars and ninety four cents, which Ooh. for a night's work is pretty fucking good. Uh, two dollars is nine dollars and forty two cents. That's not so good. Ooh. We know okay. now that wouldn't even get you Chinese food back then. Uh, we cut to a cool song that I love the way you, you move when you got a groove. I wrote down some lyrics. super disco. It's the most like this. All the music is kind of disco. This is like the most. It's like we're we're in the prime disco. stuff. we're seeing a disco club. All she these people dancing because she's sad that she broke up and she gets yep. drinking and she fights. Why? I OK. I have to admit at she's this point. Sad. No, but like, why'd you get in the fight? I actually walked out of the room for a little bit. I'm like, well, she's just upset that she broke up and she's just angry drunk. That's all. George. Why is she there? Drunk? Yeah. All the time. And I go disco dancing, of course. Why was she there with the other cop? Uh, yeah. I don't know why he was there. Mr. Wooden cop. There's another cop. Yeah. There. He's, he's just hanging so, out. Okay. So like literally I was like, after like the last woman got killed, I'm like, I, and then this scene, I'm like, I don't need to be seeing this stuff. So I'm walking through my apartment doing shit. I hear the disco music, so I'm like, I assume they're just dancing still. And then I hear like people screaming over the dancing. I come back in. Shirley's wrestling a woman on the floor. The other cop, I'm like, I assume there was a whole scene I missed where like they were having a date because he walks her home. He walks home because she's crying, and and he's like, you know, middle of the day. It's middle of the day. Where was this disco playing? This it's like the afternoon. It's like three o'clock. It's not late. Yeah, he's but she's upset, George. Didn't you ever day drink? I just don't, I'm the same day disco. I don't know. <clears throat> so Frank, uh, he's sitting with this cop mayor again. Frank <sighs> says, "Ain't no hooking today," because I guess it's Mardi Gras now. Well, so well, yeah, well, they, I don't the movie takes a very long. We're like maybe 15 minutes from the end, folks, and the movie finally tells us it's the two cops we've kind of followed and their boss again. And the boss is like, "We got to solve this case. You got to. It's clean been up happening every Tuesday for three weeks, and next week is Mardi Gras." <laughs> I'm like, none of this information was given to us before. <laughs> there was no hint. This was an every Tuesday occurrence. There was no mention of this being like close to Mardi Gras. Give us a calendar. Yeah, just at least tell us. Like, but like Frank, ah. I guess on Mardi Gras, there's no hooking because Frank's like, there ain't no hooking today. And Mayor yeah. says, even your sherry? I'm like, what? What kind of friends yeah. are you? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I took her to a disco and. <laughs> he says, I'm willing to bet she kicked you out when she found out what a bastard you are. Yep. I mean, Again, because Mayor like hates. Fuck it. Well, Frank's an asshole. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, like I can't believe this movie made me like the chunk of wood. I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's the worst actor I've maybe ever seen, but he's the my guy in this movie. But Sherry is back to hooking, by the way. Because yep. now we see what's going to happen. Now we know what's going to happen. I, I saw this coming halfway through the movie, even though this movie had very little plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically it turns out, yeah, the serial killer, uh, we finally learn, I forget how, he's going to get powers from this god if, if he makes these murders. 
Or maybe he does. Maybe like that scene where he fights the guy in the alley was to show he was super strong. I don't know. Well, we um, see Mardi Gras happen, by the way. And they're all, see, everybody's bundled up. Like it's, Mardi Gras can be cold, but I thought it's mostly warm down there. No, I, I, I mean, it, it's cold there. I think it was, and it's definitely we're seeing Bourbon Street, but you're right. Oh. I, I feel like there was even scenes where we saw snow on the ground. Ooh. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. We saw the Elvis Wax Museum because he just died the year before, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. And it said, and there was a little sign in the window saying, coming soon, John Lennon Wax Museum. Aw. In two years. <laughs> And there's a big winking face. Weak. Uh, what year is this? 78. He dies in 1980. Poor Elvis. He never saw Star Wars. Probably. Maybe. You think mm. he saw it? Do you think Elvis would have liked Star Wars? I think he would have shot the TV out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think more poor John Lennon. He probably saw Star Wars. He was like, oh, I wonder. Oh, let me see if I can do a John Lennon voice. Oh, no. Ooh, I wonder. What will. Oh, that's. I'm doing Ben Kenobi. Cut all this <laughs> shit out. This is all garbage. <laughs> It's like, why don't the Vulcans have pointed ears? Okay. Hey, hey. He called up John. Hey, John. Why don't Wait, the Vulcans John. have pointed ears? Who I called mean, up John? Jesus. Never mind. Paul, Paul, it's me, John. How come in Star Wars the Vulcans don't have pointed ears? Now you got it. Might. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Damn, this is a good podcast. Just cut out my part. Uh, <clears throat> so our, just... our bad guy, he wants three girls. Yep. He's going to kill three girls this time. He pays $500, $2,354.69. Guys, we're not doing the music again. It's too much. He brings them uh, home. We also see, but we do see a sign oh. as he's walking around. Corn, 40 cents. $1.88. I saw Paid that. Paid $1.88 for corn. It's very probably featured. I, I, I need to stress that Mardi Gras is very busy when he's going home. So yep. <laughs> by the way. Yep. He, uh, he, he takes the three girls back to the same place we keep seeing. He gives them Pisco to drink. Yeah, what is Pisco. I don't know. I didn't look oh. that up. I, I, I did notice when I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, it had a blue link, but I didn't click that blue Ooh. link. So, folks, if you know what oh. Pisco is, write to us at Sandy Bimco at Gmail with the E at the end of the Bimco. Tell us, tune what in, is Pisco? Tune in next week to find out what Pisco is. We'll get That's going to be our whole episode, the Pisco back. episode. <laughs> going to Pisco kid. They drug so, them. They all fall asleep. But wait, I want to say, yep. if that was a mistake, it was still genius. I loved because they were just drinking. And it was just it was just a cut right away that them passed out on the floor. Did you know this? It didn't. <laughs> well, again, it, it was like this was me literally writing something down and looking up of like, oh, they're asleep, <laughs> assuming there was a scene cut, but apparently not. It was just cut. They were sitting there, and suddenly they're on the floor, unconscious. All right, this but is was, my hypothetical impersonation of the guy who what's his name, uh, Jack Vice. Yeah, it's like, like he's in the editing bay with his editor. Editor's <laughs> like, wait, how do the girls get on the floor? He's like, look. Are they naked right now? It's like, well, no, not yet. Then who cares? <laughs> Cut to the scene where they're naked. Guys, next scene, they're naked. Probably there was a whole scene there of him rubbing oil on them. And they're like, wait, we don't need to do that yet. Put their clothes on. I don't back. care. This is why I took this role. You told me I get to rub a lot of naked ladies with oil, and I'm going to do it. Um, he really does, man. I, he does a lot. He totally grabs the crotch of the 19-year-old, too. I'm like, that's dirty. If she really uh, was, I don't know. I hope she wasn't. I did notice that she was credited as 19-year-old dancer, and the actor's name was like Nina Dancer. I'm like, is that a joke? Is that a joke? <laughs> Probably. Um, somehow, now this is the part I don't get. Somehow the ring thing that I mentioned before plays into somehow the cops. Did you walk away from the TV again? George, maybe. if I walk away from the TV and miss five minutes of these movies, I, I have sweats at night. How do the cops have a picture of the ring? They go to all the restaurants. 
and ask people if they've seen this ring. Yeah. How do they have a picture of the ring already? I get that part. Oh, wait. So they got the ring somehow, didn't didn't they? That's what I'm saying. Suddenly the cops know that he has a ring. And Uh, they get a picture of the ring. And they go around to all the Chinese food restaurants, I guess. All restaurants. but Okay, so all the restaurants in New Orleans, that's insane. They go around every restaurant asking if they've noticed anybody with the ring. And sure enough, in this one Chinese food place, the guy's like, I remember. Like, why do you remember this? He gave me a $10 tip. So they go to this place. He gives them the exact address. They go Mm -hmm. there. Wait, then, George, they go there and the streets are empty now. Mardi Gras it's over. It's true, right. <laughs> and also, the bartender from the first scene, the guy was holding to the money, he calls them up and is like, she went with the guy that I saw. So with he the tells them too, which he doesn't mention the ring thing though. And then a third dude, there's a guy who's out in front of a place. He's like, it's like this this guy who is, he identifies as queer. So I'm like, cool, we're seeing yeah, some queer representation I, I films. And he's like, uh, the wood and the wooden cop's like, how you doing? He's like, pretty good. How you doing? You look cute today. He's like, thanks. I'm like, wow, pretty good. But he's like, he's like, did you see a guy come by with three women? He's like, yeah, most definitely. He's upstairs. We're having a queer party here. <laughs> so it's like the script was like, we got to get them there. And they're like, maybe the ring plays in. We don't know how the ring gets there. Maybe the bartender calls. Maybe it's this guy. Somehow they run upstairs. They're like, the door is locked. They call in the firemen. The firemen slash the door open with an axe. They walk the away. Empty. Streets, streets are empty. empty. Streets are so empty. I know. Um, but the firemen's like, yep, there you go. There Which we go. That's not what firemen do. <laughs> they <laughs> smash the whole door down. <laughs> they, they get it with an axe. They're like, that's good enough. And then the cops <laughs> kick it and they go in. Uh, the John is, he's got the three women. He stripped their clothes off. They're chained. One's on the table and two more, including Sherry, are chained up to the wall. He hasn't a chance to kill him yet. He like jumps out a window. Yep. He just runs, runs out the fire escape. Yep. There's a chase nobody, through Mardi Gras. He doesn't run that fast. Nope. He kind of <laughs> gets in the car. The mayor, mayor, our wood cop chases him. Yep. He loses him. He goes, I can't find him. He doesn't start looking. He just calls for police. Oh, He's I do want to say, I don't know if it's now or b- b- before, but they go into a bar and they're asking around and the bar people at the bar are like, what's that cop want? And the bartender's like, eh, some guy's making meatballs out of ladies. And they're all like, ah, 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 ah. I forgot you that notice? scene. <laughs> yeah. I like, there was a scene. This is like, I guess a little flavor. It doesn't, it's, it's just a weird scene, just like local flavor thinking it's funny and women are getting killed, which. Of course. Empty streets, car chase. It <laughs> ends, right ends kind of like, like, the, like, well, this is like a Charlie Chaplin film. He, he parks his car, all the police go to get him, every single one of them. And he sneaks out through some uh, machinery and gets in the cop car. Yeah. He drives the car. They get this little bit of a car chase. They ride over the train tracks, right into the the uh, river, uh, and then they but get George, a crane. Yeah. The thing is, he drove his car all the way to the pier. Then he jumped out, got in the cop car, and drove it into oh, the water. So they must have only been able to uh, to buy that one car to go into the water. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you mean the insurance doesn't cover that car?" But we already filmed those scenes in that car. Yes. I have an idea. He switches cars. The car goes in. <laughs> Uh, driver swims down. They tells us there's no body. They pick a they uh, they just use just a crane to pick it up. They find his dumb mask, yep. and they're like, "We dumb had him." Dumb. And then he's that's it. That's when we ends. The that's guy presumably it. gets away after killing a bunch of women. Revenge. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. Revenge. One of us will die. One oh. of us. Will I will die. not stay. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge so who from this movie 
Yeah. <laughs> Most People, likely. We haven't even thought of this. I always think I'm going to think of this and then. But we're too busy describing the movie. That's the, that's what makes it such a, a dangerous, a dangerous game. Most likely characters would be most likely to bring up Sasquatch during a colonoscopy. Oh, I know. Who? Mayor. Mayor, our wooden cop. I was thinking him too. But why? He says random things. He just says random things. He'd be getting a colonoscopy. Oh, Jack would be his partner. He'd go with him. Jack would he be would... getting the colonoscopy, right? And Mary would be like, bet he's really full of shit, huh, doctor? Yeah. He, he, he is full of like shit. <laughs> you know, he dates a hookah. <laughs> you know, uh, that guy, uh, he once saw a Sasquatch in the woods. And he's like, and the, and the colonoscopist is like, why are you saying this to me? He goes, not really sure. But um, he is a big dick, huh? And his girlfriend's an asshole, too, and I hate him. There you go. <laughs> we nailed it. Tim, that was a good one. I actually nailed feel good about that. <clears throat> All right. And, then, and and the assistant for the colonoscopy doctor. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's, wait. It's we always kill going, it when we go too just, long. No, it's a hippie guy. He's going doop, 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 doo Doodly doo. Tim. <laughs> now you no more poop jokes. You embarrassed us. That's okay. not one. He's just, he's just there going scoot, scoot, doodly doo. <laughs> Anesthesia, you, wait. anesthesia for you. And uh, yeah. how do you not have him saying scat scat doodly do? Come on, okay, Tim. scat scat doodly do. <laughs> okay, that's after the guy's done. He's like, uh oh, right. scat scat oh. doodly do. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to change the seat cover. All right now, now we ruined it. We had a nice out ending. You had to bring it. You had to drag it back in like like a giant fucking turd. I did forget uh, to say I'm, I'm giving this no Jack Elums. I thought there'd be a crazy old man somewhere in this movie, but really, with crazy eyes. None. I, give Wait, this one. I forget, I give does this... the Jack Elam rating have to have crazy eyes? It's got to be a crazy old man. Hmm. Uh, all right, Revenge, who goes first? Well, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go do first. It. Okay, you, you need time. It. No, I got it, actually. What I time did you watch this movie today? <laughs> I finished it an hour ago. <laughs> do you want to go first? Okay. I'll go first, yeah. Well, folks, uh, start the music. There it goes. All right. Uh, my... Today I'm going to tell you a what story. If I play disco music for this one. Disco. I would love that. Scratch it. Yeah, stop the old music. Put in the disco. It's okay. Yeah, dibbly doo, groovy cats. This is the story of the revenge of a man named Catfish. That's right, Catfish the hippie, the pimp hippie, Ooh. the rhyming scat singing doodly doo, doodly doo guy. I, if I had really taken my time, I would have rhymed in advance, but then I wouldn't have had time to dance to all this disco, which is playing as I speak. Doodly doo, I'm a super freak. Baba da boo. <laughs> now, the reason we know that he's looking for money from the 19 year old dancer, you dig? Baba da boo. And she owes him for something. They don't specify, but it was a gig. It was a gig that she blew off. Bibbidi bop, bibbidi doo. So he thought he'd make some money, sign her up with a murder roo. Mm. Right, let's stop doing the rhyme bit. So, yeah, so he doesn't get back his money, you dig, Tim? Bibbidi bop, bibbidi boo, bibbidi bop. He's like, how am I going to get this money, man? This makes you really bummed, man. And he realizes, he reads about in the paper what happened to her. He's like, oh, that really sucks. I need to get revenge on that killer, man. Bibbidi bop, bibbidi boo. And he reads about the account. He was actually at Mardi Gras, you see? Bibbidi bop, Mm -hmm. bibbidi boo. He was that guy with the mask on. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the guy with the mask on at Mardi Gras. That one it, guy. That one guy. That one guy at the mask. He's there. He's in all the scenes. It was a Popeye mask. He was like, yeah, yeah. Right, that's not Popeye. What the fuck was that? 
too many voices. Too. This is Tim. I'm, folks. Tim. I'm sweating. This is hard. What I'm doing. Trying to rhyme. Trying to scat. Trying to do Papa on top of that. Oh, that rhymed. I'm a poet. Don't even know it. Go with it. All right. Go with it. All right. So he's gonna get revenge. You see, on the cops who drove away the John. Hmm. Wait. Why? Hmm. You see, does he drove away yeah. the John? Well, he's no. trying to get the John. I'm he knows the John. The John. The John had the cash. In order to get the John, he had to put out a net. You dig? Bibbidi bop, bibbidi boo. So he goes to a strip club, the strippiest club in all of New Orleans, with the shaggiest carpet. You get it? And he goes there and he befriends the lady. He's like, I need your help in setting up a trap. We're going to capture a murderer you dig she's like oh i dig a catfish you crazy cat and so they keep putting out they keep like putting out obvious hints that they want to like find a person they're like hmm i want to go home with a, a well-dressed man who likes Ooh. aztec stuff yeah and they have all these snake themed acts and stuff you dig bibbidi bop yeah, bibbidi boop yeah and uh yeah this got really annoying i got annoyed with myself <laughs> so uh so, so. He You're puts out an ad in the paper. Yeah, so, with, with everything. Got time. Here's the here's the joke, Tim. I, I wrote. Got, I'm just gonna cut to. We got time. That's good. That's good. Got time. Here's, got ain't no rhyme. <laughs> I like ain't no time for this rhyme. Uh, he puts out an ad in the local paper. It says we're looking for to hook up with a crazy cat. Bibbidi bop, bibbidi boop. And he describes this like super hot snake lady. It's like I got a snake skirt. I'm like a goddess named Quetzalcoatl. I chose the coup because it rhymes with you easily. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, bibbidi bop. And uh, he, he he gets the guy to respond. Tim, okay. this is why we call it catfishing. Bibbidi bop. Yeah. Bibbidi bop. Because it turns out the first person ever catfished someone was catfish. Oh, he sets him up. All this stuff I was telling you, this is all the backstory Catfish made up. You dig? Bibbidi bop. And he goes and he's going to kill the murderer. Murder punches him to death in an alley. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he steps on his neck, slowly <laughs> chokes him out. Yeah, he goes, You're not evil enough. Yep. Just like John Lennon. Yep. And, oh, that was my John you're, Lennon voice. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, okay. yeah, then rats eat his face. It's pretty messed up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. As often happens, revenge is thwarted in my story. <laughs> Folks, let me apologize. That was must have been terrible to listen to. I will be skipping this episode on my feed. I, I understand completely if you do as well. No. Now. But thank I mean, you have to admit it sounded good with the disco backing. Tim, thanks for doing that. Yeah, great. Guy. All right. Well. You woo! Best episode ever. Thankfully, mine's short. I hope it's real short after that one. <laughs> As I sometimes do, start the music. Mm-hmm. I sometimes just quickly go over what would happen if this movie was made into a revenge-themed TV show. Oh, not a sequel. Wait, is it a sequel? a sequel? Okay, okay. TV show sequels, we do this. Okay, okay, yeah. This show is called Vice Cop and Hooker. Frank and Shirley are always on the road chasing after that mysterious man who had murdered the... The hooker, that's what they called them back then in New Orleans. All those hooker, <laughs> hooker friends, all her friends. They went Can I on interrupt a mission very of, briefly? I'm sorry. Yeah. Now you're saying hooker. How do you spell that? H O O K A. Yeah. And then how do we differentiate that from hookah? Hookah. Hookah is spelled H O O K A H. Oh, you're right. Okay. Never mind. All right. Sorry smart. to interrupt him. Yeah. So they're on a mission of revenge. Uh huh. As I said, it's called Vice Cop and Hookah. They travel the highways and byways of the United States looking for this well-dressed man with no name. 
They caught up him. They caught up to him in the northeast for the case of the Boston bloodbath, but he got away. Then they caught up to him while skiing for the case Ski. of the Colorado carnage, but he got away. Oh, we're going to alliteration. Then they headed south again for the Alabama annihilation case, where he again got away. Oh, I thought you were doing alphabetical the, there, Tim. It was B, you know, C. I'm like, oh my God, so you can do the alphabet? This mad bastard. Then they went to Texas uh-huh. for the Texas extermination. Oh, it doesn't matter. I said, fine, I couldn't find a T. But how he about just te- Wait, Texas termination. Okay. Yeah, okay. Or the Texas, for the East Texas extermination. Eh. Eh. By the time Frank and Hooker got to season three, Frank they decided to change the name of the title of the show because people didn't like Frank being called Vice Cop. So it was now uh-huh. called Frank and Hooker. I know so, it. So, sometimes Frank's old partner, Mayor, he'd call and ask, how's that cheap, cheap $100 hookah you're dating doing? Did she leave you up because you're an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking you pile of human shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, every episode of the show had this mysterious man killing three ladies, and the production team had to make three fake torsos with matching nipples. This was on cables, HBO, in the early 80s. Did we get to see the mysterious murderer do it? Is that, is that how they get him paid? They're like, hey, uh, so it's it's a good gig. Every week you do a new episode, you get to rub three naked women's chests with yeah. oil. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> they didn't have to pay him much. <laughs> Eventually, in season six, they decided to change the season name to six. Frank and Shirley, as now the show is getting confused with T.J. Hooker. And in season seven, the actor who played Frank had to leave the show because he lost the use of his legs in a tragic Hooker accident. <laughs> and his daughter bought him a crappy wheelchair, discount wheelchair, made out of balsa wood with one wheel. Did she make him wear bell bottoms? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then they hired a new lady cop to be Shirley's partner. Her okay. name was Laverne. Oh! The show is now Laverne. Laverne and the Hookah. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, after seven long seasons and yeah. an hour-long finale, mm-hmm. which they caught the well-dressed killer, turns out he's a man who believed in sacrificing ladies to an Aztec god. <gasps> but mostly, he just liked rubbing oil on ladies' naked bodies. <laughs> His name was Wally. Wally. Oh, that's his name all along? Wally. <laughs> in this so, final season, yeah, yeah. the final episode took place uh-huh. in the town of Massacre, Oklahoma, and was called The Massacre Massacre. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have, Tim, is Massacre, <laughs> Oklahoma, a real place? Sure, of course. Ah, that was a good one. As always, we go long. So yep. long. Yeah, but people, I mean, actually, this is that bad. It's only in, people like this. People turn in, they're like, I want to hear more of their witticisms. Okay. So, George, I'm going to just tell you right away. Yeah. Most of, he made like five films, I think. Uh-huh. One of them is Lost, which I wish I could see because it stars <gasps> Tim Rooney, the son of uh, Mick, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> no. But that film is Lost. There's no prints available. What was it called? Um, you can find it. I forgot. Oh, Death Brings Roses. That's what it's called. Oh, no, it's I'm l- sorry. No, 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 no. Is Back it called up. Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, I forget the name of that movie. But George, he's got oh, one no. more movie on Tubi. And <laughs> you're, we might not well, doing, you're not doing You're not. How movie no! okay. called Death Brings Roses from 1975. Death. Can't believe this. What's wrong with us? This is like Tim, this is like this is like mutually de- assured destruction. It's on <laughs> Tubi. <laughs> All right. So what's it Death Brings Roses? 
Yes, on Tubi. Oh my God. Do you know um, offhand? So this was his last film. You want me to read the synopsis? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's a brain frying epic of pimps, sex workers, killers, mob <laughs> bosses, double crosses deep inside the underbelly of the French Quarter Club. <sighs> oh, good. It's got Ronald Tannett. Is that the guy? Is he our favorite? Yes. He's a <laughs> nice. Death brings roses. Is there Aztec gods? Doesn't say it in the description. Man, it's gotta well, be. Maybe, maybe we'll surprise oh, I can't believe we're doing another one. If there's you oil know, rubbing, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm since we we checked out in that LinkedIn, which looks like he might be Jack Weiss. I hope oh. that Jack Weiss is with us and has like a Google vanity search that goes, and he keep. He's like, wow, somebody has reviewed my movie Crypt of Dark Secrets. Then he's like, huh. Same guys just did my movie, uh, Mardi Gras Massacre. And now this, I hope, hey, if you are Jack Weiss, please write to us here at SETI BIMCO with an E at the end of Gmail. We would love to have you on. I would love to talk to this person. Oh, jeez. Yeah. How fucking great would that be? It would be. Maybe. Yeah, that would be fucking. Don't meet your heroes, George, sometimes. Well, I mean. Have you ever met your hero? And, you know. Well, Tim, I met you. Skitty Skitty Scat. Skibbity, what if you oh. met your hero? What if he's like Skibbity Scat, Skibbity Boo? <laughs> I'm here to talk to you, Jack Weiss. <laughs> if you come on and you speak the entire time in Scat, this would be. I think I could just. I would just be like, well, how does it get any better than this? We should just end Teddy Bimco at that point. And be like, yep, we've achieved so. peak peak Bimco. Oh, what I'm happened? Check- you just popped up for a second. I'm checking the letters. Oh, <clears throat> it, we're still clogged up. Still clogged slow up. Down, slow down on the emails, everybody. Jack Weiss, you could write us there. Everybody else, stop writing so Jack Weiss can contact us. All right. It went so long. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that. Write All us, right. like us, and love us. Uh, SETI underscore Bimco on Instagram, on threads. Listen to us everywhere. Good Pods, Pod Chaser. We've been like number one on Good Pods under the uh, performing arts category for some reason. I really don't know how Good Pods is. Anyway. Oh, I gotta go. My dog's back. Right, I gotta go. My well, cats are scratch up my furniture. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party line. It's a party line. Well, I mean, you know, six days I've been with her, right? Six days. Can't get rid of her. She's already talking about a house and kids and all those things. Hell, I don't want to get married. Especially to another damn prostitute. Married? You asked her to marry you? Yeah. She asked you to marry her. You're the only ones talking about marriage. Nobody said anything, but I know broads. You know broads. The only thing that's grating on you is that she's a prostitute. An ex-sergeant of vice and a hooker. That's what I call a marriage made in heaven. But I feel sorry for her. She's getting the worst of it. She's getting you.